0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This sermon is taken from the 2014 Annual Missions Conference. This is the morning service of Sunday the 1st of June 2014, entitled, As an Eagle, So the Lord. And The Bible reading is taken from Exodus chapter 19, verse 4. Here's Dr. Steve Cook. Exodus chapter 19, verse 4. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Let's pray. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would bless us now, our time in your word, and give us discernment. Open our eyes, give us understanding, wisdom, stir our hearts. Permissions missions, for the cause of Christ. Father, for all that which is good. Lord, if there's one here this morning that doesn't know Christ, I pray that you would draw them unto yourself. We'll bless you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. God wants to bring us unto himself. Do you see that in that verse? You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bear you on eagles' wings and what? Brought you unto myself. God wants to bring people unto himself. If we look at that word eagle and expound upon that and go over to the book of Deuteronomy for just a moment, in Deuteronomy 32, I want to read two verses of Scripture to use as our text this morning. We're dealing with missions And there's much to be dealt with concerning missions. Look at verse 11. Deuteronomy 32, verse 11. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him. Did you see that? What we see here is a comparison, a simile. As an eagle, so the Lord. As an eagle, so the Lord. There's something about this eagle. We saw it in Exodus 19, now we see it in Deuteronomy 32. There's something about an eagle that God says is characteristic of him. And I think it's important for us to glean from that. Let us look at just a few points this morning. I know uh, you're running a little over this morning with two preachers and there are two different missionaries and one preacher. But listen, I think what we're doing here this morning is so important that it's worth it. What is it about this eagle that the Lord wants us to know about him? Remember what the Apostle Paul said? The Apostle Paul said that He had a desire to know the Lord. He said, I want to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Paul said, I want to know the Lord, and I want to know the Lord more than I've ever known the Lord before. How about you? Unless we fall in love with the Lord, we're not going to be interested in missions. Unless we fall in love with the Lord, we're not going to have a burning desire and a passion for lost souls, a burden for lost souls. The other night I preached on characteristics of a burden out of Nehemiah chapter 1 and 2. What is a burden? burden is much more than a concern. You can be concerned about lost souls and, and do nothing. But when God burdens your heart for lost souls, it will put action into your concerns. Well, as an eagle builds so the Lord builds. How about that? That's a good characteristic. You ever see an eagle? You ever see an eagle on television? It's hard to find an eagle, you know, except on television. They're kind of rare nowadays, endangered species. Uh, Of course, the eagle in the United States is, uh, you know, our big national symbol, if you will, the eagle. But as an eagle builds, so the Lord builds. Let me expound upon that. Have you ever seen a bird's nest? Isn't it amazing that a bird can put pieces of twigs and straw and grass into its beak or maybe by its little tiny talons and and, and construct something like a nest? And they can construct them anywhere. Well, now an eagle is even much greater than that. An eagle's nest is huge. And they're normally placed in an elevated area. And so when you think about how an eagle builds for her young, I think God wants us to understand how he builds for us. I didn't become a missionary to the Jew overnight. In 1995, God burdened my heart to go to Israel on a, on, just on a trip just a a Bible study tour. And I went there in 1995. I was already pastoring a church, had pastored for a while, and and I, I had a desire to see the land of the Bible. And I went to Israel, and God began to build a burden in my heart. You know, your pastor has a missions conference so that God can begin to build a burden in your heart for different areas of ministry. And um, so I went to Israel, and, and I came back, and I pastored for several more years. But during that time, God continually worked on the construction of his will for my life, which is to go into Jewish missions. Now, you take something as insignificant as grass and straw and twigs, an eagle can build a pretty nice nest. Consider what God is working with. He's the potter, we're the clay. I don't know why he puts up with any of us. But yet, he is able to, to make Lucianas, who is seeing souls saved and lives changed over in Spain. He, is, he is, He's dealing with so many missionaries that you all support. And these people are changing lives wherever they're at. God can take insignificant materials, and move those materials in such a way that there is a ministry construction that takes place. Now listen, some of the the construction is difficult. I've gone through many trials in my life. My wife and I worked for many years, and and we made good money. My wife was a computer programmer. I was a, a school teacher with a doctorate degree. And so Uh, You know, we were at the top of our profession, if you will. And when we left to go into missions, we gave up about $130,000 a year salary for nothing. But God was true to his word and was able to work in our lives and to take care of us and to provide in ways we could never have imagined. I've had two vehicles given to me. One of them was $43,000, a Jeep Commander, top of the line, were given to me. And that was the second vehicle that was given to me. I didn't even know I needed a vehicle until I put 50,000 miles on it the first year I had it. And it didn't take long. In three years' time, I had over 150,000 miles on that vehicle. See, God knew I needed that, so he provided it for me. See, God has a way of building, and God has a way of taking care of us. And we go through trials, and trials are difficult, and trials are different. And trials, listen, they're decisive. They they serve a purpose to teach us, to grow us, to mature us. Praise God, trials don't last forever. They only last a season. During that time from the initial entering into the mission field to now even, we have learned some valuable lessons. When I was a pastor, I used to preach on trusting the Lord, depend upon the Lord, God will provide. I had no idea what I was talking about until I went to the mission field. And I've learned to trust in him More than ever. Your pastor is talking about faith promise. Can you trust God to provide an extra 25 pounds a month that you could give to missions? Can you trust God for an extra 10 pounds a month or an extra 100 pounds a month? Well, preacher, you don't know what my situation is. No, but I know God. And I know God doesn't need the loan, He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Matter of fact, he owns a thousand hills. God can make a way where there seemeth not to be one, if you'll just put your faith and trust in him. That's faith promise. God, I'm going to put my faith that you will provide, by whatever means you need to provide it, an additional X amount of pounds, and I will give that to missions. That's faith promise. I grew up in a church that practiced faith promise. I've seen a lot of churches in America practice faith promise. I've seen small churches running 30 people give 100,000 U.S. dollars to missions every year. How is that possible? Because they believe God, God can make a way where there seemeth not to be a way. As an eagle builds, so the Lord builds. Secondly, as an eagle breaks, so the Lord breaks. All right, now we got this big eagles' nest. It's up on a high mountain. And these eaglets are in this nest and God is saying, "All right, now it's time or not God, but the eagle mother eagle is saying, "Now it's time that you get out of the nest, you know?" Some some people have children that never leave the nest, you know. We have we have this eagle and her young are in the nest. And now she wants them to get ready to leave. You know what she does? She takes her talons, she takes her beak, and she begins to break the twigs of that nest until finally it becomes uncomfortable for them to stay in that nest. I remember when God called me to missions, I was in a nest. Oh, I I was a school teacher. You know, I three good reasons to be a school teacher. Chili knows that. June, July, and August, okay? And, and I, you know, I had weekends off, holidays off, you know. And, and I taught, I, I worked in the local church. Man, I had the best of both worlds. But then God began to break the nest that I was in, break the twigs, make it uncomfortable. As I sit there and listen to my pastor preaching, God was dealing with my heart. He was breaking the nest. Maybe you've been in this church for a while and you've been under some great teaching, I'm sure. But may, maybe God is beginning to stir your nest. Maybe he's beginning to break the twigs here and there. As an eagle breaks, so the Lord breaks. Now you don't feel comfortable. You know, you know there's really a mission field out that building. And God's put a, a burden on my heart to go somewhere. I just don't know where God wants me to go. I can tell you this, wait on the Lord and he'll show you. Because God doesn't have a problem showing you. I knew God was breaking my nest for a long time. I just didn't know where God wanted me to go. And so, as an eagle builds, so the Lord builds. As an eagle breaks, so the Lord breaks. Third thing, as an eagle broods, so the Lord broods. Now these eaglets are in this nest, and they're not comfortable sitting like they used to be sitting, and now Mama Eagle takes off and soars above the nest very high and majestically. And the eagle is soaring above the nest, and the little eaglets look up in the nest from the nest, and they look and they see Mama. Up here in the, up in the sky. And old Junior over here, he says, oh, I wish I could fly like Mama can fly. She's just soaring in the current of the wind. And he's just dreaming and, oh, I wish I could do it. That's what I want to do one day. And this other little uh, eaglet sitting over, Junior, what's the matter with you? You're a fool, man. Don't you even think about stepping out of this nest. You just look, see how high we are? Look, if you fall out of this nest, you will die. You know, there's, like, there's people like that in the church. I mean, you, you start setting your sights in the heavenlies and there's going to be somebody in the church say, who do you think you are? You can't do that. I remember the first time I ever preached a message. Satan got right here in my ear and said, who do you think you are preaching? Don't you remember what you've done? You've done this and you've done that. How dare you get up there and try to act like a man of God? He was trying to discourage me. You know what I've learned? When Satan reminds me of my past, I remind him of his future. (laughs) And not only that, when Satan says, oh, how dare you? Remember what you've done? I'll say, you know what, Satan, I've done worse than that. And I build a memorial of the grace of God every time Satan reminds me of my failures. I said, you know what, Satan, I've done worse than that. This is what I've done. But you know what? God loves me, and God's forgiven me, and God's grace is sufficient to sustain me. And no matter what you say to me, Satan, I know that God loves me and wraps his loving arms around me. How's that eagle ever gonna get out of that nest? Mama gets up there and sets the standard. She's his example. My friend, there are gonna be times when you and I fail God, but don't allow Satan to discourage you and think that you can't be a productive child of God as a witness. And finally, little junior says to his brothers and sisters and eaglets, he says, I don't care what y'all say, I'm going for it. And there's that little eaglet just flapping those little wings just as hard as he can flap. And you know what? For a while, he's able to fly. And then he realizes, look at where I'm doing. And he starts heading for the ground. And all of his brothers and sisters go, oh. And there was mama soaring up there. And what she did? She swooped down right underneath of little Junior. And boom, he landed right on her wing. Eagle's wings. And she takes him back up high above that nest again. He's on her wing. He's getting a feel for the wind in his face. And she says, all right, Junior, let's do it again. And she drops him off. He's a-flapping and a-flapping. But you know what? Every time he attempts to fly and fails, she's right there to bear him on eagle's wings. Can I tell you the Lord's the same way? As an eagle, so the Lord. As an eagle builds, so the Lord builds. As an eagle breaks, so the Lord breaks. As an eagle broods, so the Lord broods. One more. I really want you to see this because I really think that there's a real need for missions. I said one more. Let me give you two more. The fourth one. As an eagle bears, so the Lord bears. As an eagle bears. Like I said, when Junior falls to the ground, mama's right there to catch him, And the Lord's there to catch you. Lastly, as an eagle brings, so the Lord brings. Why does God allow things to happen in your life the way that they do? Because it's through those experiences of life that we learn to trust in God. I I dare say that you could never convince Luciana that God doesn't provide because she knows that God provides. You can't convince me that God doesn't provide because I've seen God's provision. Your pastor knows how God provides. And it may not always be the way that we think the provision ought to be, but God always provides our needs. Not always our wants, but our needs, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We started in Exodus 19. You've seen what I have done to the Egyptian, how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. There's no sweeter place to be than in the will of God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end God says, I know my thoughts of you, thoughts of peace, not an evil, to give you an expected end. God knows just what we need to make us what he wants us to be. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. I've seen it in my life and other people's lives. and God wants to see it in all of his children's lives. Maybe you're here today and you've never been saved. I can tell you, this journey begins by coming to Jesus Christ for salvation. Father, we love you. Father, as the pastor comes for the invitation this morning, I pray, Lord, that you would even stir hearts right now. Maybe you're calling people today that are in attendance here to missions. Maybe you're calling someone to go outside their comfort zone, that you're stirring their nest, dear Lord, so that you might bring them unto yourself to be what you would have them to be. God, I pray that you would give them the faith necessary to answer that call. I thank you, Lord, for calling me into missions full time. I love You, Lord, because You first loved me. Father, if there's someone here that's never been saved, help them to come to Christ, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.